Greetings. I would like to as always say thank you so much for joining me here at Goddess Mentality with Elastic Mahala. Um, you don't know how great it's been to see you guys um, listening to the show and know that people are listening. Um, please comment, leave your feedback. Um, I, was kind of, I would love to make this more interactive and to learn more about what you guys are thinking and to bring content that you guys um, want to hear. Um, but tonight, I am going to get into talking about the Surviving R. Kelly series, the six-part series on Lifetime. For a network as lousy as um, I hear that Lifetime is in the last 10 years, because I grew up definitely loving Lifetime. I watched a lot of Lifetime movies. And when I was looking at the lineup, it's funny because it's like they're redoing all the same movies. Death of a Cheerleader, like... Um, just anyways, so they're remaking them for but they're the same movies that I watched as a kid. So maybe that's part of why they have these shocking documentaries and docuseries uh biopics that they keep coming out with. Um and so I wanna get into the Surviving R. Kelly and just how I unpack that. because um, I don't I didn't see it the way I think everybody else saw it. Um, so I wanna talk about that and yeah, um, thank you guys for joining me. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Um, so you're going to notice some changes as I just got a new laptop and I am learning how to record my husband just showed me i can record on the laptop so i'm gonna try to be doing some different things so yeah thank you for just yeah being a part of that journey anyways so with the surviving r kelly series on lifetime if you have not seen it yet um put it on demand but you don't really have to see it i guess to get the gist of it possibly um i feel like don't listen to every meme you see uh I watched it for myself because I had to. Once I got suckered in, I, I don't know, once I got suckered in, I, um, and it was just too. It just it was just too much part of the universe and part of the conversation for me to not tune in. So I had to watch the six part series. I recorded it at my dad's house, and somebody's like, "It's not worth the day of their life." But it's about six hours. So if you have six hours to burn, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, so as a survivor of abuse, um, myself, a person was like, I, I began being molested when I was like five years old. So it was like, I, I want that to say that coming off the top, like I understand I've, and not just sexual abuse, like mental abuse, um, gaslighting. Um, I've been abused in every possible way that a person can be abused and spit on and peed on. Interesting. Interesting enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so anyways <laughs> start off with that um and so i'm watching it from that perspective so i want i want to just state that so i'm watching it from the perspective of somebody who's been through the most if you've never been through all that kudos to you and great but i'm watching from a person who's literally had a table thrown at their head like i'm watching it from a vastly different perspective. Um, somebody whose um, mother broke their arm <laughs> over a soda. So that's the perspective I am watching this movie from. 
So if that helps anybody. So what I see from that perspective is that R. Kelly is being used as a scapegoat for a society that is rooted in injustices against women. Like this society at its core, it's a religious core, it's a particular religion, religion's core is at its core. Do you remember the pilgrims there? The people who are coming over here and giving the giving the Indians smallpox and fulfillment of their manifest destiny, which is that their God, the Christian God, said that they were to take over the world and that they were to be the master race and kill all the other people on it and destroy all other peoples. Those other people, yeah, who came over here and started this country and started this society, and those are the people whose rules and religion we continue to. Um, live under. Um, so I'm. I, I everybody's like pointing at R. Kelly, and he is not. He is a symptom of the disease. I never met R. Kelly. That didn't save me from being sexually abused. There are millions of women who've never met R. Kelly, who never met R. Kelly, and have thought R. Kelly, and they've been sexually abused, and the predators have preyed upon them for generations. And a huge part of that the culture that we live in and we say it's the culture and we ignore the fact that it's rooted in this Christian religion this and, and that Bible and the Bible. And when we go to that text and we see that the arc the, the, the matriarch and the, the, the matriarch of that, the Virgin Mary was raped by the Holy ghost at 14, she was 14 year old child. As we say now, now we say they're 14 year old children. Um, but she was a 14 year old child. She did not consent. She was put, the child was put upon her. So the God, God, the God that, that, that we all say that that is the God of that religion and of the main society said that at 14, it's okay to put babies in little girls. Because they're pure and holy, especially virgins. And so when we have men that do that, we then say that they are nasty or something's wrong with them or whatever. And we turn a blind eye that that's what our that's what our culture is based on. Um, when we talk about a historical age of consent, there's hope that even him being condemned for that, the historic, that's only a few centuries, few decades. Your great great grandmother was possibly married at 14, 15 years old, starting families. I know my grandmother had my father at 16 and she was married at 15, my grandmother, um, specifically. But I mean, we're, we're not so far removed from marriage at 14. I, I, I don't I don't know where that happened. Um, back in, in in history, it was once the girls started the administration um, that they were ready to be married once they had they started bleeding that they were ready to be married off that was the sign that they are now women and could be uh, become brides and become all and begin to audition themselves and have that's what the the debutante ball was to let the men in the community know that these women were ready to, for their flowers to be plucked that was what it was about they were dressed and and prettified. And sits out so that everybody would know that these women are ready to find a husband and to be mated. Um, our society has just recently decided to put more confines on the age. It's kind of convoluted, as usual. The other factor that bothered me uh, in dealing with 
I'm, I'm not justifying it, and, uh, and I wanted to make it clear. And if I however many times I need to make it clear throughout this discussion, I'm not advocating for R. Kelly. I don't, listen, I, I'm okay. I'm I, I, I not for R. Kelly. It's more I rail against the hypocrisy um, in our communities and the fact that R. Kelly, like I said, is not the disease cutting him out, ruling him out, stuffing him out, cutting off his music. It's not going to stop what is a cultural problem that stems from the religion core of our society. So that's, hope that helps. Well, another thing I found really interesting um, and, and the day never my thoughts was how the justice system can decide that a boy, if you kill somebody or hurt somebody at 13, 11, 10, a black male, um, you be 14, 15, and you rob a store, you are cognitive, you have adult, you are of an you have an adult consciousness according to the legal justice system when it sees fit to say that you do, that you can be tried as an adult and seen as an adult and you you knew the consequences of your action and everything like that. However, we are are we gonna are you adamant that, that girls cannot have there's no girl that can have a conscious awareness of her own sexuality in an adult matter at 14, 15 years old? How do we say these both of these things in the same sentence and, and lock the, the two people up simultaneously? Um It goes back into the hypocrisy of the system and the hypocrisy of it all. Um, What bothered me throughout the series is how redundantly that none of, um, how redundantly it it was that the people, even after 2002, I guess I can kind of understand before 2002, even though we kind of knew about our Kelly in the 90s with Aaliyah and we, but okay, after 2002 though, like, you continue to trust R. Kelly with your daughter, but poor gay. Um, and it always seemed as if all the girls had some kind of musical ambition or some kind of desire to be sometime in the world, some quick folk, I mean, quick folk role. Like you were, they, they, you were soliciting him to make your career better. Oh, I thought R. Kelly, he was such a musical genius. I thought he could help me out. Oh, she was such a beautiful singer. She wanted R. Kelly to do that. I mean, like Paul Crow, like my father said, I guess R. Kelly wanted something in return. Um, I think a big problem with that is that so many of those girls were taught, and it goes back to the religious core, to audition themselves before men, specifically the Lord, uh, a in the image of a white man often. Sometimes it was the image of a black man, but it was always the image of a man that you were to audition yourself and find yourself worthy, um, to make yourself worthy and make yourself fit in for this man's approval um, throughout your life. So when you're placed in positions uh, where a man is demanding of that, which it appeared that R. Kelly was from all the women that he dealt with, he was demanding um, that he was, he demanded that they, solicit his approval at all times and but the women were already conditioned to that and they were preconditioned to that by the Jesus and by the fact that they were taught that some man one day is going to forgive them for their sins that (laughs) spreads deeper as we can as when I dealt with those thoughts it brings deeper into fact that when you think about any my abuser, my first abuser when I was a child, and they were a child as well. I, I'd say they was a couple years older than me. And as I mentioned to other people, I wonder who abused them. Um, 
I do. I wonder what happened to them, but they went to church. We went to church. We all went to church. We all grew up in the church. He probably still goes to church. I don't think he ever stopped. I think he always went to church. And looking every document I've ever heard about any of the molesters or the child rapists or the 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 any major scandals, there are millions, like it's like millions of kids. The bases keep coming out of the church for centuries going back. Um the disappearance of children, the rape of children, um, in the uh, convent schools and in the different things of surrounding the church. I mean, the why is nobody yelling for a mute of the church, a silence of the church? R. Kelly, the amount of girls that R. Kelly has been able to brutalize is a, a pee in a bucket compared to the millions of girls, boys, people who have been raped, murdered, and destroyed by the Bible. By passages written in the Bible that have been burned at the state, killed, hands chopped off, head, like literally you have the history, we have like it's but nobody's hollering for us. So for me, the whole surviving R. Kelly, do a surviving the church. Do a surviving not just the black church, the Catholic church, just these, they're surviving Christianity. Okay. So those are some of my thoughts. Um, please comment your thoughts. Um, still shock and still. I um, your opinion. I would love to hear it. I thank you once again for joining me um, and sticking with the changes and growing with me. Um, peace reflections. I love you. I love myself.